With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Evil Eddie, and we got a really special guest here today, as we always do, but this is one of my favorites from one of the season's Ultimate Fighter, season 22. We got Abner Lavaras, and am I pronouncing that name right, Abner? Hello, what's up? What's, what's going on, man? I gotta say, before we start anything off, uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. The season Ultimate Fighter that you were on was definitely one of my favorites and you personally were my ex-girlfriend's favorite fighter on the entire season man so i'd really like to start with uh talking about where you were at uh going into that house and what that experience was like before we catch up with uh everything that's going on right now but first off man how, how you doing how you been ah very good i just come from training uh i have a new fight now in germany so everything is going good Getting recovering from uh, my broken hand, I got an injury in my hand, so uh, ready to get back to to the cage. Man, how much time do you have to take away with a broken hand? Because I feel like uh, it happens a lot in this sport. Yeah, I broke my a bone uh, between my thumb and my hand, so I got uh, two straight months uh, without any training because my I had two surgeries. So was uh, was not that bad, no. I still can move, use my right hand for everything, but uh, I could not really train for these two months. And then I started, and now it's hundred percent. So it's one injury, you know, that's happening in MMA. Yeah. So uh, before we talk about anything going on right now, let's talk a little bit about the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, Uriah Faber, man, he he got to make his return. Did you catch uh, Faber's fight? I know he was the opposing team. But uh, what did you think about his return? Yeah, that was amazing, no? This beautiful knockout, all the crowd was with him. It's amazing to see a guy like him, who is a very nice guy, and almost everyone likes him, and with 40 years old, get that win in the UFC. It's amazing for him, for all his teammates. I'm very happy for someone like him to get a win like that, no? Now, very good for him. Let's talk a little bit about that season Ultimate Fighter that you were on, man. Uh, what was that experience like? Like, what were some of your favorite moments? There were so many highlights. Obviously, your coach, Conor McGregor, was getting ready for the biggest fight of his career against Jose Aldo. And we'll talk about that and what that was like for you when you are able to watch that historic fight. But, uh, you know, how, how exciting was that? What was your favorite moment, you think, from that season? Well, almost everything, no, the... What I have to say was I didn't enjoy that that much because I was in a very strict diet for the show because you never know when you're gonna fight, no. So I was every day hungry with diet. Some of the guys like Ryan Hall or Marcy in the police, so 
they were uh, lower weight classes, so they were eating all the time, and I had a very strict diet every day, so I was only thinking on food, you know, so that that for your mind, it's very hard, but uh, after that, you no, know, it's uh, all the show was very nice, like to be on the house, to live that experience with the UFC, the Ultimate Fighter, and to is a like, no a TV show like that, you no. Know? So watch many things together to to have that experience. Or I get that for all my life. You no, know? was very nice. And in the show, you know, the the diet was very bad, but I enjoy almost everything. Every day was nice with the guys it was good with all of them so i really enjoyed that that experience what was connor like as a coach i mean you know what was like some of the strengths that he had that you took away from uh what he, what he was able to teach you from him uh, in the show uh, at first he, he was like uh he he didn't know us so he has his team sbg they are like a family so he didn't know I was very like, uh, okay, guys, do whatever you want. You need to win this for you, not for anyone else. So, but after two or three days when we start fight and we start to be a group, a team against the USA, you know, he really pushed us to to win, to train. So he gave us some tips and his attitude, you no, know? it's not only the, the train techniques he shows because technique, everyone has techniques to show, you no. Know? But you know the attitude has uh, McGregor and the you know that mentality of, of winner. You no, know, that we we take a lot of things from him. Very yeah. good, I re I remember that. I think it was one of the first couple of episodes. He was sitting with you guys and saying, "Listen, this is not a team game. Like this is this show. You are here for you and you alone. So don't don't make friends with everybody. Obviously, make friends with everybody, but never lose touch of why you are here and what you're really fighting for." And, you know, obviously going through that show, living in a house with all those fighters, I've interviewed a lot of guys that were on The Ultimate Fighter. I even do a show with somebody from uh, season 10 of The Ultimate Fighter. And he says that experience was so difficult living with all these guys. Everyone's cutting weight. Everyone's got ego. I mean, who did you really connect with on that season? Uh, any lifelong friends that you made uh, from season 22? You know, uh, I'm, uh, I don't really, uh, you know, after, after the show, I meet uh, Artem Lovov a few times. Artem, yeah. I've been training with them, with SBG. I think Artem was the guy, we have like a, a similar career, no? We fight every everywhere, everyone. We have some losses, also wins. But I think we have a similar career and similar attitude, and I meet him a few times. He, he came to Barcelona, I went to Ireland. But then in the show, I, I was not really close to him, no? He was more close to to Martin or Sol Rogers because they were, they are, no Sol Rogers is from SBG England. And so I think they they fought each other, so they knew each other from before. And in the house, I, I'm a person I not really, I don't need to be close to, to no one, no? So I'm more on my own. I'm, I talk to everyone, but... You know, I didn't get close to anyone, and but you know, after the show, yeah, I meet the art team a few times, and not much. I gotta ask you, man. There were so many moments on that season, but one of the moments that really stood out was Daniel Timor, and you know, getting in that little scuffle with Cody Nolov. What was that like, personally? Like uh, being in the middle of all that. 
when everybody was trying to fight. I think it was Connor and Cody that got into the scuffle originally. Where were you in that mix, and uh, what were you uh, doing? Yeah, if you see that video in, on YouTube, it's uh, getting, I think, 11 million of views. It's something amazing every time I see. I'm, I'm close to McGregor when he was uh, no, talking to the American team, talking about TJ Dillashaw mm. and Uriah Febe, oh, that's the no, snake on the grass. <laughs> and I was close to McGregor, I was thinking, man, shut down, man, it's, it's over. We want to fight here, everyone, I was like a... But he didn't stop me. I said, man, this McGregor is really crazy. And he don't stop, he didn't stop, he didn't stop. And then it starts everything, I was close, so everyone starts to push. And then come David, uh, Daniel, David, no, Daniel. D Daniel no, Simon. Daniel. Yeah, his, his brother is David, that's right. Okay. So he come, then he starts to do that with the underwear. So <laughs> all the moment I was close to McGregor, I was, man, so better you stop because if we start to fight here 20 against 20 this is gonna be we never finish here fighting no but then at the end no nobody fight no they say we start to push each other and talk hey, motherfucker, but no we was amazing that was crazy that moment i was man this mcgregor is really it's another another level no now i, I gotta ask this i'm going through your instagram and everybody that's watching the video cast right now unfortunately if you guys are listening to this on itunes or podbean you can't see so jump over to the youtube page but you did some cross training with gunner nelson recently is that is that what i'm seeing uh, not recently i've been but i've been training with him because uh, when i went to with our team and when we started to sbg dublin and then was gunner nelson was getting ready for a ufc fight and i've been they they told me hey, you wanna go with him to train, and then since that I've been two, three times training with him. I've been traveling to to Iceland, Reykjavik, and yeah, I've been training with him for for a while, two, three times there, and it's amazing, man. They, that guy is his level, woof, it's really, really good on the ground, and stand up, his timing, his distance. I think McGregor has been learning from Gunnar Nelson a lot, you know. He's the pioneer, Gunnar Nelson. It's uh, his level is amazing. I learned also a lot from him, and it was a very good experience to train with him. Now you recently had a fight with Bellator. Are you going to be trying to get back over there? Uh, what, what were you discussing at the beginning of this interview? About, uh, your your injury and upcoming fight possibly. What's going on right now? So I I just text uh, Bellator the guy. Because uh, uh, I got the fight for Bellator like one week notice for, against Jimmy Wallhead, who is a a guy from England, very popular in England. He has fought in Bellator for a long. He has fought in the UFC. And I just text them, hey man, I didn't get feedback from Bellator. What happened, man? I fought for Bellator one week notice. I put my my hand on the on the show, and nobody texts me about if I'm good with my hand or if. I, you did a good fight, no, it was very, I lost by decision, but it was very close, the fight, so, I just text the guy, they didn't text me back yet, I don't know what happened with them. So, you know? this was actually back in February that this happened, and you're saying right now the people at Bellator didn't message you back, or who didn't message you back? No, no, no they didn't, the, the matchmaker, I just text him like, hey, what happened, nobody... Nobody get, I didn't get any feedback from Bellator, from you, from anyone. 
So anyone worry about my broken hand or if I fought good or not, they just they didn't say anything. It was a very weird, you know, but I have an age, you know, I'm 36, so I don't have time to lose or wait for any promotion, no. Now I fought Bellator, then I already fought UFC. So if a good promoter give me a good fight, and you know, I fought, I don't wait for anyone anymore. You know? Is that kind of weird for a promotion not to check up on, on their fighter? Because I, I, I've never really heard of that. Somebody not making sure one of their athletes are okay or somebody that, you know, really helped them out in a tight situation, especially on one week's notice. Yeah, 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 I just get the fight, I don't know what happened, they pay me and it's like, okay, you come, you fight and you go. I, I, I was, last day, last week, yeah, I was thinking about that, I mean, that's a little bit, it's not polite, no, you are, at least you should ask, hey, you are okay, you have any injury, if you need any help, let us know. But no, nobody do it, but man, I don't care. So what are you doing right now? Are you are you getting ready for a fight? Are you looking for fights? What, what what's going on with you right now currently? No, I just uh, I will fight for the title lightweight for GMC in Germany. So against Mohamed Gravinsky, who fought in the Ultimate Fighter, the 222 season, he lost against the Martin Svensson. Oh wow! So yeah, he didn't get in the house. And I will fight him in in September for the GMC. It's the biggest promotion, the MMA promotion in Germany. I will fight for the lightweight title. So I'm on diet now and getting ready for the fight. It's gonna be a very nice fight, very nice promotion, big venue. So I think it's a great fight. I'm motivated to do it. Now, Abner, I'm so happy to hear that you're motivated to do this because I remember uh, messaging you and hearing interviews back when. Uh, Ultimate Fighter Season 22 finished, and you were kind of having second thoughts about continuing uh, your career. What was the turning point that made you motivated again to uh, keep following down this road of mixed martial arts? What was it that clicked, that kept you inspired? I think one of the motivation. I think, when you get in the tooth in the Ultimate Fighter and UFC, at least here in Spain, no? in Catalonia, in Barcelona, it's, uh, the, we don't have many fighters. We, I think we have two in the UFC, so I get popular here. So you know that uh, popularity gives me motivation to keep doing. Now I need to get profit from that. Then I get some belts. I fought in Italy. I won a, a title belt there. So I start to get popular. I think I need to make some money also here, coaching, and I think that that makes me keep going. No, you know, and I think I, I did some good fights from the Ultimate Fighter and the UFC. I won a few title belts, so, and now I hope to get the next one. So I get that motivation to keep working, to keep on the MMA and to enjoy that lifestyle, you know? Now, be uh, I love before we let you go, I think one of the most popular questions that we got to ask you is, obviously when that season Ultimate Fighter was finishing up, Conor McGregor was getting ready for the fight with Jose Aldo. And it was, I believe the same weekend as as you guys were fighting, it was International Fight Week. Uh, did you sit there? Did you witness that in person, or did you watch it backstage? Bring bring us through that. What was that night like for you, Jose Aldo versus McGregor? Yeah, so uh, as a fighter, the International Week after the Ultimate Fighter, you know, it's many experience I, I have lived as a fighter. You know, 
that's a really, you know, it's like a dream. When I start to train MMA, then if someone they say, no, you will go to the ultimate fighter, you will fight UFC, then Bellator, man, I will sign in a second. All that, all that experience, the International Fight Week was amazing in Las Vegas, the MGM. And I was watching all the big fighters, Jacare, Damian Maya, McGregor, Jose Aldo. Uh, all, no, was three UFC, three days straight, so many fighters around. Uh, and was amazing. The experience was very nice. And about was the big fight, you know, big title fight, uh, McGregor, Jose Aldo, for all the media around the world was expecting. And I could not get in the venue, so I watched it uh, with friends. In, in a bar, because uh, they didn't give free tickets for fighters, so, but the experience was amazing. I wish I could see the it live, but at least for 30 seconds. Also, if you pay $1,000 for 30 seconds, then also it's not very profit, no, but uh, all the experience that weekend for me as a fighter, as a person, no, I was, was amazing, and I keep that with me, and I enjoy that, that days of my life. <laughs> Now, last question I got to ask you. you. You said that you got an upcoming fight. Is that going to be the only fight for you this year? Is that what you're focusing on? Just one more fight for 2019? Well, uh, well, I was now a boxing fight because also I, I did, uh, I'm undefeated in boxing. I, I was doing very good as amateur boxer. I won three national championships. I went to the European championships. And... I'm I'm for zero in professional boxing. They give me a fight in Philadelphia against a guy eleven undefeated, also eleven zero. They and the commission they don't allow us to fight. They say no, it's too many different fights. The guy has eleven and ten knockouts, and you only four fights. So I don't know why it, that fight was going to be in in August. Now it's three weeks, something like this, or two weeks. And uh, the commission there in Philadelphia, they didn't allow the fight. They say it's different, too many, you know. He has 11, me, I have four. But that was a nice opportunity also in boxing. Uh, but I could not get it. And after that, after the Germany fight, I, I hope to get some, I think from September to NJ, I think, I hope to get a few fights. And you don't know if I will get the GMC Bell, maybe defended, and anything good happen. Any, any good fight I get, I will, I will get it. Abner, you're 4-0 and as a boxer, so that's, that's exciting, man. A lot of people are getting back into boxing, it seems, and we're really excited to have you check in here with us at Pure Evil MMA. Uh, at this point in the interview, what we like to do is give the imaginary microphone over to you. If you have any sponsors, any shout-outs, social media tags, anything at all, the floor is now all yours. Oh yeah, so I use uh, this last question, we talk about boxing, I also text uh, bare knuckle boxing. Oh really? So, yeah, yeah, I text them, they text me back, but then I didn't get any, any another answer, the second one. I sent my curriculum, I told them I fought in the UFC, I pro boxer. So, also, if they uh, give me a good fight, I will go also. It's an uh, experience I would like to, to do, a bare knuckle boxing. Um, and that's it, just to, after that, uh, uh, a message to everyone, all the ML fighters, the young fighters, to to keep going, always the opportunities, if you keep training, the opportunity always comes, sometimes they come late, but 
they will come. And uh, that's it. I say hi to my friends there in Team Link, in right here at Mass. Springfield, yeah, yeah, Massachusetts, and all my friends around there. I had there from my team. My time, I was there training with Team Link and fighting for CGS. So if they listen, say hi to them. Oh man, they listen all the time. A lot of uh, a lot of the fighters come on here as well. Uh, I was just cage side for uh, John Gotti the Third's fight. Uh, they're doing big things for CES right now. So, yeah, Team Link, definitely a big shout out to them. Abner, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you a blessed future, and uh, we wish you to heal well with your hand as well. Yep, thank you very much to you. God very bless. Nice. Abner, really quick. Abner. Let me know. Abner, can you hear me? What? Can you just really quick say, hey, guys, this is Abner, the Skullman Lavares, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. Yep. Hey guys, this is Abner Lloveras, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. Thank you, Abner. God bless. Welcome. See you. Here you guys go. Abner Lavares, the Skullman from Season 22 Ultimate Fighter on Team McGregor. How cool is that, man? One of my favorite seasons of Ultimate Fighter in, in history, and you're having... People like Artem Lobov that season. Uh, Timor, what a success he's been. Ryan Hall just fought. Abner saying that he fought for Bellator. They didn't get back to him to check if he was okay. Find that a little weird. And I know a lot of journalists wouldn't go that far to try to get that story. But if Abner's saying that, man, I find that a little weird to not reach out. And uh, I feel like Bellator's had issues with that in the past. Not letting fans know how, you know, even back when Dada happened, a lot of the fans were going berserk because we didn't know. How, what his conditions were, this or that. And I'll, I'll tell you this, every time I've dealt with Bellator, amazing. Very, very professional. Um, some of the best moments of my media career have been with Bellator. It's a little weird. I don't know what uh, it, it, what's going on with that, but um, hopefully Bellator will do the right thing and check with Abner and make sure that he, he healed well after taking a, a fight on one week's notice. And what a... What a nice stand-up guy, man. I was so concerned that he was going to back away from mixed martial arts or combat sports in general. A couple weeks after Ultimate Fighter wrapped up, he was having second thoughts. Here he is, what, five years later? Four or five years later? Doing the damn thing. 4-0 in boxing. Doing big things with uh, MMA. Training up here at Team Link. So Abner, uh, make sure to give Abner a follow on his Instagram at Abner Lavares, that's A-B-N-E-R-L-L-O-V-E-R-A-S. Also, same thing on Twitter. That does it for this episode of Pure Evil MMA, guys. I will be doing the recap show for this weekend's event. Also got to discuss a little bit of news with John Jones and why I am scratching my head wondering why people are throwing him under the bus so quick without any evidence at all. But, kind of like the boy cried wolf, I guess. We'll be talking about that later on tonight. So subscribe down below. Give us a thumbs up here on YouTube. If you're watching this on Periscope, I thank you so much. We have a new Twitter page, at PureEvilMMA underscore. Same thing on Instagram, at PureEvilMMA underscore. Or follow my personal page on Twitter, at Evil under dash Echo. That's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. On Facebook, at PureEvilMMA-S. And you can find all the links, MMA news, interviews, everything at PureEvil. MMA.com. Well, that does it for this episode, guys. I'm Evil Eddie from PureEvilMMA.com. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. White knuckles to the end. Behave yourselves.